When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the wonderful Twitter there at BD Intrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We are here to get you ready for your Tuesday, April 25th action on the diamond while recapping all that took place on Monday, the news, the notes, the highlights, and maybe some lowlights to get you through, to get you ready and keep you up to date for your fantasy baseball teams. Let's get right at it and talk about the recent news and notes of the day in a surprise move. To me, and to a few others at least, the Red Sox option Brian Bayo to AAA to clear up their six-man rotation uh, questions that they had. I understand Brian Bayo was struggling. He made two starts last week, seven and third innings pitched. One of those was cut short because they decided to throw him out there in the rain on Marathon Day. So that was partly the Red Sox' fault, in my opinion. Eight earned, eight Ks, three walks, two homers over those two starts. But he did have a 37.2% O swing for Mr. Bayo and a 12.9% swinging strike rate. So he wasn't elite, but he wasn't as bad as his numbers point out as well. I think they should have given him a little more chance to get going, but we shall see. This happened last year. He came up, struggled, went to the minors, came back, looked like a really good pitcher. So keep your eye on Brian Bayo. He will be utilized and fantasy viable sometime this season. I am a Brian Bayo stan, so I will admit that. So that one kind of stings. But um, yeah, I thought they kind of cut this one a little too short for my liking. The Los Angeles Dodgers. I had a lot of moves for them on Sunday. They have more coming at you here. Uh, Max Muncie heads the paternity list. A lot of paternity list visits for the Dodgers right around this same time. Make your jokes as you wish. But uh, Max Muncie has the paternity list. They're promoting the number their number three prospect in the organization, Michael Bush. People are very excited about this. Obviously, Muncie's just on the paternity list, so he's not going to be gone that long. So don't go crazy for Michael Bush. But he is hitting 337 with two home runs and a 967 OPS in AAA. He had 20 plus home run power in previous seasons in the minors. Really nice talent there with Bush, but uh, Muncie will be back soon, so don't go crazy. The Toronto Blue Jays have placed Adam Simber on the IL. That's the minor part. The big part is they've activated the big man, Nate Pearson, to join the team. Could be a great back end of the bullpen piece. Romano's been good, picked up his eighth save on Monday night. But. Um, it hasn't been as smooth as they like, and he's getting worked a ton. They could use some more bullpen help there. He could be a great back-end guy. He could be a good long reliever guy. We've been talking about it in fantasy circles already with as bad starting pitching is. You start looking for those middle reliever types that can get you, you know, throughout a week, get you four to five innings to, uh, between two to three appearances, get you strikeouts and good ratios. Nate Pearson could be one of those guys. He's really got some electric stuff. So keep an eye on him. I'm not saying go run to pick him up right now, but someone to keep in mind now that he's back up with the big club. The Cleveland Guardians, this was funny to me. So I mentioned on the yesterday's show the, the pitching carousel that has taken place in the Guardians' uh, situation here. This guy's pitching this day, Quantrill, then 
Battenfield and blah, blah, blah. Let's go down the list. It just keeps changing every time you look at it. Well, it got more fun. Um, on Monday, there was a report uh, by I think it was Zach Weisel, one of the beat reporters from The Athletic for Cleveland. And they said, Xavier Curry, if he does not pitch in relief Monday or Tuesday, he will start on Wednesday. And I mentioned it on yesterday's show that uh, most projection sites had Xavier Curry pitching Wednesday. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, Logan Allen's not on the projected schedule this week. We still have uh, Tanner Bybee in the minors. What are we doing? Well, that was a fun tweet from Zach because he quote tweeted it later on when Curry was warming up in the bullpen. Curry ended up throwing three and a third innings on Monday night. So he will not be utilized on Wednesday. So let's cross our fingers, folks, that we get a Tanner Tanner Bybee sighting on Wednesday in Cleveland. Still doesn't know what that means for Fab this weekend because, like I said, Logan Allen isn't assured a job right now. We don't know what's going on with Bybee. Maybe they just bullpen game it. Who knows? But the Guardians carousel continues this week. Uh, some good news for the Atlanta Braves. Michael Harris is ramping up his rehab. He's taking more live pitching, should be able to go on a rehab assignment soon. And the really fun part about this is the live pitcher he faced was one Rysel Iglesias. This was his first time facing live hitters in his attempt to come back to the, the bigs off the IL. And Michael Harris had nothing but glowing things to say about Iglesias. Basically, I'm glad he's on my team. Uh, he looked great. So good signs on both fronts. Michael Harris has been, had setbacks. He's now facing life uh, hitting or life pitching, and uh, Iglesias faced life hitters. Hopefully, sooner than later. I still think we probably got another week to two with these guys because they still go on a rehab assignment, see how they bounce back from things. But we're getting closer. We're starting to see the moves we wanted to see with these two players. Uh, something we did not want to see: the big man Jordan Alvarez. He uh, was not in the lineup on Monday because he was experiencing some serious neck discomfort. The team flew him back to Houston to meet with some of the team specialists to check out his neck. There's no news yet. He could go on the IL. It could be nothing. He could fly back to Tampa Bay and join the team. He could just miss one series. We have no idea. The fact he had to fly back to Houston to see specialists, I'm definitely oh, I'm seriously considering canceling Tampa Bay series out, and I feel like at least a 10-day IL stint is coming for Jordan Alvarez. So here we go, folks. Uh, speaking of late scratches, Ryan McMahon was a late scratch from his game with the Rock for the Rockies with uh, just an illness, something day-to-day. Uh, Mike Newstock has filled in for him. Nothing too crazy, hopefully, at this point in time. In other Rockies news, Herman Marquez threw a successful bullpen session, and if all goes correctly, he's eligible to come off the IL on Wednesday, but it will more, more likely come off the IL this weekend. Why not when the team's in Coors Field? So that's good for Herman Marquez. Uh, another note for the Rockies, they called up prospect Brent, Brenton Doyle. He's their 16th-ranked prospect in the farm system, but he's really having a great year hitting 306 with five home runs and a stolen base at AAA. He went 0-3 in his debut on Monday night with a walk and a run scored. But someone to just keep an eye on, don't run to the waiver wires, but it could be another guy that, you know, he started in center field, could be an outfielder that could get some run, get those games in Coors. Brenton Doyle is another guy to keep an eye on. Good news for Tampa Bay here. Jose Siri was back with the Rays for pregame warmups, took BP, did everything any regular player would do. He said he felt good. If he wakes up on Tuesday morning feeling good, he could be activated and ready for the game Tuesday night. So Jose Siri could be getting back into your fancy lineups here really, really quickly. Uh, with Tommy Henry making his start for the D-backs on Monday night, not so great start, but made his start. Sad news is Dre Jamison got sent to AAA. This was a bummer for a couple reasons. I think Dre Jamison's a really good pitcher. Um, another guy that's having issues getting stretched out right now because he's. it's not easy for pitchers, P, 
period, and maybe you know Nick can correct me or someone else with knowledge of pitching, to get stretched out in the middle of a season. That's why they usually send you down to the minors to get stretched out, or you know they stretch them out in spring training for a reason, so on and so forth. So he's trying to get stretched out in the regular season. It didn't go great. Through three starts, he threw eight and two-thirds innings, allowed five runs, walking seven and striking on eight. So control is an issue for Jay Jamison. But when he was doing the long relief role for the team, for the D-backs, he was electric. He was very, very good. So we got to find that middle ground there because we saw like really strong points last season when Jamison was in the rotation. We need to find that in the minors and bring it back to triple out to the bigs. Let's keep an eye on Dre. I don't think like he'll be gone long. And, you know, just don't forget about Dre. It's the bottom line. Uh, Mitch Haniger made his Giants debut on uh, Monday. That was uh, awesome. We talked about it on yesterday's show that Haniger and Slater would meet with the team, get their you know testing. Both made their debut actually. But Mitch Haniger is the more you know fantasy relevant guy. He made his debut and went 0 for 2 with a walk and a sack fly RBI. Chris Bassett left his start for the Blue Jays on Monday night with right lower back tightness. That is not good. Keep an eye on that. He's currently day to day in that scenario. Lucas Giolito was placed on the bereavement list. He will miss three to seven games due to the bereavement list. That's the rules of the bereavement list. So he might be back this weekend or he'll be back next week. So if you had a week-long lineup lock, hopefully you got him out in time. Last bit of news I have for you here, and this is a stinky one, is Joey Bart was actually swinging the bat really well since coming back. Like Not a lot of power, just swinging it well, which is good to see. Uh, was legging out a double in the seventh inning on Monday night, and he pulled up lame kind of reactivating his groin injury and the post-game press conference like a locker room interview for him it was a stinger because he talked about how great Alex Cobb pitched we'll talk about that later but he also kind of mentioned how it's like you can see how frustrated he is he's starting to get the game figured out and he pulled up lame and that's a bummer so keep an eye on that with Joey Bart uh, he's probably gonna he might have to go back to the IL we'll have to wait and see because just his his reactions didn't seem very positive but you know maybe he sleeps on it and things are better we'll see some of the hitting highlights from your Monday night of action here. The um, A's won 11 to 10 in Anaheim, so I could have given them highlights for the entire game. I just picked one. Brent Rooker, two for four with two home runs because Jose Suarez is that bad. Casey Sagular hit two off of them. They went back to back twice in their first two at bats. But Rooker, two for four, two homers, two runs scored, three RBIs, two walks. I mentioned the walks for a reason here. So far this year, he's hitting 333. We know he hits lefties really well, but he's playing versus righties too. Hitting 333, six home runs now. 14 RBIs, and here's where it's fun. A 16.9% walk rate and a 16.9% strikeout rate. So he's not striking out a ton. He's walking a ton. He's hitting with power. I, I wrote him up in some waiver wire articles the last couple weeks for deep league thoughts. Given the right matchups, he might be getting closer to 12-team viable here. I'm not there yet, but it's starting to look that way with Brent Rooker. Josh Young of the Texas Rangers, big fan of his uh, third base eligibility this year. The Young upside power hitter in the minors had the injury last year, derailed him. He went two for four on Monday with two home runs in Great American Small Park. Two runs scored in three RBIs. He's now hitting 282 on the season with five home runs, 15 runs scored, and 14 RBIs. He's still striking out over 30% of the time. That's something we don't want to see. But again, I keep telling myself in this era in baseball, especially with these younger players, it's grip it, grip it, and rip it season. They don't mind 30-plus percent K rates as long as they hit 30-plus home runs, and that's kind of the looks of Josh Young for now. Regardless, he's hitting it. He's hitting it well. J.D. Davis of those San Francisco Giants, two for four on Monday night with a home run, a run score, and a big three-run homer that separated the Giants for their 4 nothing win over the cards. He's hitting – J.D. Davis is now hitting 304, five home runs, 16 RBIs 
Definitely fantasy viable. He's playing pretty much every day, not in a platoon anymore. Love what we're seeing from J.D. Davis. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box at PitcherList.com. Starting pitching highlights, I mentioned we talked about this. Alex Cobb, nine innings pitched, zero runs. They call that a complete game shutout, folks. Electric stuff from Mr. Corn on the Cobb himself. Six hits, one walk, four strikeouts. So you're sitting there going, wow, he got a complete game shutout. With six hits, one walk, and four Ks. It gets better, folks. He had four whiffs, four in nine innings pitched on 109 pitches, a 21% CSW. How did he do it, you ask? Well, hat tip to my, my Bubba and the Bloom co-host, Ryan Bloomfield, I saw on Twitter. He made it easy for me here. Alex Cobb had 17 ground ball outs, 17. If you do the quick math, that's 27 outs in nine innings. 17 of them are ground ball outs. Four were strikeouts. You do the quick math, that was six fly ball outs. So 17 ground ball outs for Alex Cobb. That was the most ground ball outs in a baseball game since April 15th, 2017. We're talking six years ago. That and that is, I think it was Tyler Chatwood is who they said that was. So thanks again, Ryan Bloomfield, for that one. But uh, Alex Cobb got a, a great outing. Not the most typical one you'd see, but pretty awesome stuff there. Not quite Reed Detmer's no-hitter last season, but it was pretty impressive nonetheless. What was impressive, Spencer Strider, mustache and all, eight shutout innings, two hits, no walks, 13 strikeouts. He had a perfect game going into the seventh, or no, into the eighth, a no-no. Obviously, they both got broken up in the eighth. Just absolutely dominant stuff. 31 whiffs, 47% CSW on 101 pitches. My goodness, dude, just just wrap him in bubble wrap four days a week, and then every fifth day, unwrap him and let him just go deal. Spencer Strider, you are a man amongst boys. Uh, Sonny Gray, seven, seven shutout innings of his own. Three hits, two walks, eight more strikeouts for Sonny Gray. He keeps putting it together with his twins, just resurgence project of guys getting the swing and misses there. Uh, Gray uh, did on 18 whiffs in his settings pitch, 35% CSW on 107 pitches. And that was against the New York Yankees at home in Minnesota. Sonny Gray is now 3-0 on the season with a .62 ERA, 3.6 xFIP, so some regression likely, but still not bad at all. And he's got 34 strikeouts in 29 innings pitch. This is a big boy stuff here from Sonny Gray. Love what we're seeing. And there's a lot more on the diamond on the mound. So make sure you check out the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up in all things starting pitching. When we head to the relief pitching section of the night, Alex Lang picked up his second save of the year for the Tigers. We kept joking in fantasy circles, like, when's he going to get saves because the Tigers, this and that. He, it's been tough, but he picked up two saves. He's got two saves now, which is great. He's 1-0 on the year, two saves, one six four ERA, over 11 to 13 pitch. He's been very effective. Keep running them out there. Just hope the Tigers can figure out a way to get him at least one a week or something. Uh, Jurius Familia, we talked about this on a recent show with Trevor May going to the IL um, with anxiety. Jurius Familia is the closer for now in Oakland. He picked up his second save. It was not easy. It was not pretty. He up a two-run home run to Brandon Drury. Drury's second home run of the game uh, in the 10th inning, but the A's went on to win 11-10. to Jurius Familia picked up the save. He's the dude for now if you're looking for some cheap saves on the waiver wire. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article at PitcherList.com for more information on all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look ahead to Tuesday, April 25th's action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. 
That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. Casey Bubba. Let's take a look at the weather from the one, the only, Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, looking at today's slate, we have the first game on the schedule that's going to be a little bit of a problem. That's the Rockies at the Guardians. It's going to continue to be very chilly, breezy, and showery at times off of the Lake Erie in the Great Lakes region. Um, But the good news is this is the only game to have really any big concern about. And even in this game, it doesn't look like it should be a postponement. I would just worry about some delays at some point. Anyways, back to you, and thank you very much. Thanks again, as always, Mark. We appreciate the daily weather advice from you. Should be some fun stuff out there on the diamond for a full day of action on Tuesday. Some TFS targets I am looking at today at the plate. The one, the only, Sean Manaya is on the bump in San Francisco facing the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are the second-best team in all of baseball against left-handed pitching just behind the best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they're striking out less than 20% of the time versus lefties, um, an ISO of 252 entering the day. They're, uh, I think it was a WRC plus of like 156 or something. They crush lefties. T's and P's, Sean Manaya. I'll keep stacking against Brady Singer, so give me the D-backs. And give me a game stack. Give me Kansas City versus Nelson. Singer and Nelson, two guys that are pitching to way too much contact right now. Uh, you can get some discounts on both sides, like the Vinny, Vinny Pascatino at $3,500 on DraftKings as a nice little discount. And then you got a lot of Arizona pieces that are nice. Corbin Carroll's price keeps coming up. Still not too expensive yet, so don't worry about him. And then Atlanta is just a great spot going up against the youngster hoeing from Miami. So keep riding with Atlanta bats. On the mound, it's an interesting slate. No, like, elite, elite pitchers, but some really good pitchers. I think Nasty Nestor Cortez going up against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota is interesting. Minnesota striking out. They struggle versus lefties. Over 30% K rate versus lefties. Uh, they do have a little bit of pop, but, like, uh, overall, like they hit, like, 209 or something like that. I was reading them earlier. Not great. Not great at all. So, Nestor Cortez is interesting. And then if you want a, ch- a cheap play, Griffin Canning to give you five innings and back-to-back starts, four Ks in each start, two run runs in each start. Going up against Oakland, I like pretty much most pitchers versus Oakland, so Griffin Canning can be fun as well. Things I'm looking forward to on Tuesday, April 25th, this is kind of like a combination of just like fun baseball stuff. When I'm a nerd fantasy baseball guy. Like the nerd part, I want to see Johan Oviedo versus the Dodgers. We've like this resurrection. Like this dude's been so good. We've seen him just produce, produce, produce. Can this sustain? Well, he gets the Dodgers now. No Max Muncy, of course, but he gets the Dodgers. So it's a big test for Johan Oviedo. I want to see Luis Garcia versus Drew Rasmussen. Garcia looked great 
in his last start. Finally, let's see if he can carry that over. That cutter usage and everything was outstanding. Can he keep that going against the best team in baseball? Flip side, Drew Rasmussen, he's been very good. Little hiccup against Cincinnati and Great American Small Park. Get a good offense in Houston now. We saw Dre Jamison have a little hiccup early against Houston. Rebounded like a veteran after that, that, that rough start. Still got you five strong innings and picked up the W. That was amazing to see from Jay Jamison. A lot of young pitchers would have just gotten blown up and left the building. He got the job done. So give me some Drew Rasmussen versus Luis Garcia, two of the best teams in baseball. This could be like an ALCS preview in April. So enjoy this. Uh, Justin Steele versus the Padres. I'm a big Justin Steele guy. I want to see if he can keep this train rolling. Primarily a two-pitch guy. Can keep proving the haters wrong. We shall see. And last but not least, not fantasy-wise because I have zero shares because I just didn't want any shares. Because I don't think he can get any wins because he won't pitch enough slash his team stinks. But it's Mason Miller Day. I want to see how he does in his second outing. He gets Otani and Trout. Those will be fun matchups. Let's see what Mason Miller, the kid, can do against Anaheim on Tuesday night. But that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. I'll be back with you guys with another episode on Wednesday to recap your Tuesday, get you ready for Wednesday. You can follow me on Twitter at BDEndrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Make sure you go to PitcherList.com. Become a member over there, PL Plus, PL Pro. Awesome products over there. You get the Discord, a lot of great tools. Plus, you obviously get the the coverage, the articles, all the great stuff that PitcherList.com offers you. So go check that out as well. But for now, everybody, this was your Tuesday, April 25th edition of the First Pitch Podcast. You guys have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.